Hello. Hello. Hi. And welcome to the Spoonami Podcast. Matt, Rena, and Jackie in the office chilling. Spoonami. Today we have a substitute host. Her name is Rena. I'm Rena. I'm substituting for Jack because Jack just couldn't show up today. Taking yeah. doggy vacation. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, welcome to the podcast, Rena. Yeah. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm yeah. a first year at SPU. I'm friends with Jack and these guys. That's the only reason I'm here. I listen to the podcast whenever I can, trying so, to catch up. <laughs> that means, yeah, that y'all should listen to it. Yeah, so, you guys should totally listen to it. They're amazing. I'm a nursing major. I'm only 18. That's wow. cool to know, I guess. Well, you need to tell us about your background, where you went to high school. God, you guys, okay. Um, oh my gosh. I'm originally from Pennsylvania, and that's where I originally went to high school. And then I moved to Seattle in January of 2018. Still kind of new here, but I'm learning my way around. I went to Shorecrest, if anybody knows where that is. Pretty close. Yeah, it's a great school. Well, we're getting into our news today. This week, or last week, we noticed that in our podcast, we're a whole week behind. So when we talk about things, it's usually a week back. Last Sunday, the Seahawks played against the Buccaneers. Very close game. Our kicker missed three field goals, but it doesn't matter because we got a dub. Last Saturday, <laughs> the gate at Gasworks was open. My friend and I were just going to walk around there. We went up there. Get a photo shoot and everything. Go uh, check out Jackie's Instagram if you want to give it a like. Yeah, he's just pretty. I don't allow everyone to follow me, but if you want to follow me <laughs> at uh, Jack Keychain, J-A-C-K-K-E-Y-C-H-A-I-N. That's very helpful. And if you want to just you. jump right into the question of the week, that was sponsored by Jack. Our question is, what is your favorite on and off campus place to eat? Oh, that's actually really, really good. On campus, not that hard. I feel like I like Subway out of everything because I get to control my meal. Not the new mm. seesaw place. I tried it. It's not bad, but I like getting to put everything mm. in my sandwich. And there they have like a few prepped sandwiches, but I definitely check it out if you have the funds to do so. Yep. Um, and off campus, I really like this one Indian restaurant in Northgate. It's like right across from the Target, if you know where that is. It's well, oh, oh ew. holy Gross. crap. Welcome hey. back, Jack. We have a, our Jack is back. He just came back short from vacation. He ran out of money because he sponsored the question of the week. Yes. So, Jack, you want to start us off with what do you enjoy the most on and off campus? For food, I would say on campus, I really like the Einstein bagel. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Off campus, it's not like the highest quality food, but Dick's Burgers, you know. I love Dick. Love dicks, yeah. <laughs> Repeat that again. Yeah. Repeat that. Oh, my favorite is it's called Saffron Grill in Northgate. Really good. Saffron Grill. Kind of expensive, oh, but it's really good. Kind of it's it's um, Mediterranean, but also Indian. Very cool. Good. Okay. If you want to try Indian food, but then you also go there and see that you don't want it, they have other options as well, which is really nice. So yeah. you're not like hooked onto it. Yeah, but oh my god, I actually love Dick's Burgers. Like. The first time I came to Washington, my friends were like, do you guys, do you want to go eat dicks? And I was like, 
are you guys joking? (laughs) I genuinely did not believe them until we went there. And now it's cheap, fast food. It's It's honestly, it's the type of food. I'll eat it at different hours, but usually the best time to eat it is between 12, by that I mean midnight, and and 2 a.m. So munchy hours. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Munchy hours. It's better than In N Out. At me. (laughs) (laughs) The things like. We can fight. It's okay. In N Out just tastes so fresh. It doesn't have like the traditional dry through like beer taste. It's so fresh. I don't like that. I want my burger like, like gross and greasy and <laughs> disgusting. Okay. Hey, when you're in munchie okay hour, you, like you don't that. care though. You want some either Taco Bells yeah. or dicks. Like, come on. Well, it's okay that you like that. I just like not that. <laughs> well, you have to go to California for in and out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or or that's true. What about you, Matt? Well, I think for on campus, I'll, I'll put down Gwen because like Gwen is not like perfect. <laughs> Gwen's not perfect. It's hard to like complain about it too. Like it's, it's kept me alive at least for two years three and it's years all maybe. you can eat i mean that's for, hard to beat i mean yeah it's like i could use a swipe to get into gwen and stay there for two meals instead of one <laughs> or yeah. i could like use a meal swipe and get like two fruits maybe a milkshake trying to demonetize us again if you Come want on, a man. raving review about gwen just go ask sarah mono loves gwen will always talk about how much she loves gwen Pretty that's good. the only way to get it to hype up as far as off-campus goals well, there's a lot of like places to um, choose from. No, I, I just had I just had like my answer in mind, but but not slipping. Let let me try to like think about it. Maybe we'll take a commercial break or something. A commercial break. Yeah. Jack, Jack, and Matthew. <laughs> and Rima in the office. Chill. Oh. Tsunami podcast. Welcome back, guys. A place that is most sat on on campus is the grill they have awesome food for the last two years i haven't had it since so whoever wants to take me there are you paying i hope not but message <laughs> me on instagram anyway my off-campus go-to is Sion noodles it's actually on the end of the ave away from campus all the way very far down it's spelled x-i-a-n noodles really cheap 950 handmade noodles with meat yeah, there's a vegetarian option there, so that will segue us to our speaker today. Tavi. <laughs> yeah. Marina and Jackie in the office chilling. Spoonami. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Okay. I don't know this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Tavi. 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 Yes. yes Tavi. Tavi. Okay. Can you not repeat after? No, please? I need to make sure I'm saying it right. Toffee. Like toffee, like the candy, but like... With a V. With a V. Okay, got it. So, welcome, Tavi. For those who doesn't know her, this is Tavi. She is a nutrition major, mm-hmm. has an insane following on her food page on Instagram, and you just want to get to know her, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm a third-year dietetic student at SVU. I'm from Seattle. I I chose my major mostly because I have just a really big passion and interest in food and nutrition. It kind of stemmed off of my following, as you said. My food blog and my Instagram page where I document a lot of the recipes that I make, the recipes that I eat on a daily basis and kind of embodying a healthy approach to that. I have a really big passion for recipe development and food photography, and I think that this major is definitely like the perfect fit for me. So I'm loving what I'm doing here at SPU. Okay. 
Okay, that's really good. And for doesn't know her Instagram page, it's Healthy Nut. Yes. H-E-A-L-T-H-I-E-N-U-T. Yes. So go give her a follow if you want to. Do you respond to your followers? Yeah, so I try to like frequently respond to comments and DMs as soon as possible um, because yeah, I do, I kind of have a big following. So like I don't want to be never responsive because um, I like to create relationships with people who are interested in what I do. Do you think you get a lot of like introductory questions from your Instagram mm-hmm. page and stuff? Do you have a lot of new people kind of coming in and being like, oh, this is really cool. I want to know more. Yeah, sometimes people will DM me and be like, hey, so I'm thinking about starting like a vegan or plant-based diet. Like, what are the steps that I can take for this? And what I do is I kind of explain how I started and let them know that everyone's different and everyone has a different approach to starting this kind of lifestyle. And I think it's all up to you and basing it off what you already like to do. Because everyone is their own individual person and everyone will have different preferences and ways of doing things. So kind of approaching it like that. And then also being like, hey, I have a lot of good resources on my page for good, easy recipes. If you would like me to ever create easier recipe that is plant-based, let me know and I'll definitely help you. That's awesome. Before we get into the questions, do you want to just tell us how you got started with this whole plant-based eating? And for corrections, it's not vegan, it's plant Based, right? Yeah, I like to put it out there. Vegan is like a big term and it has a lot. Vegan is like your whole lifestyle. Mine is more just plant-based and integrating more plants into your diet and kind of reducing the intake of dairy and meats and stuff like that. So I started in seventh grade. I kind of had like a New Year's resolution to start eating healthier and so I implemented new recipes into my diet, a new way of eating, and it wasn't vegan at the time, but I did start to document it on an Instagram page that I can't exactly remember what it was called before, but it wasn't Healthy Nut. It was like Tavi's Healthy Recipes or something like that. (laughs) It was just not good. And so I did that for a while, and then I decided to just go vegan, and it kind of happened overnight. As soon as I went vegan, I started to really dive into creating new and unique recipes and making them my own. And that's when I started creating my blog where I documented those recipes and I changed my page to Healthy Nut. And I really focused on making my meals look appealing. I just really fell into that passion of making a larger name for myself. And then it just kind of escalated from there and it kind of turned into this thing where I just do all the time, really invested in it, and I've made a lot of like really cool connections. So it's been kind of a long process, but at the same time, it escalated pretty quickly. Yeah. Was there anybody who like kind of inspired you to start taking on a plant-based diet or like to start integrating it? Because a lot of times, like you said, it was for a New Year's resolution. Oftentimes when I make changes, I always see like other people do it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I want to kind of put that into my life. Yeah. So I think this is kind of like a bittersweet thing for how I was influenced. Welcome back. Hello. (laughs) Uh, With how I was influenced with the way I ate. So when I wasn't vegan, I was inspired by a lot of fellow bloggers who were vegan. And I was kind of looking at them for inspiration. Like, oh, maybe I want to eat like that. And that kind of influenced me to be vegan. And I think that's a good and bad thing in a way where like, social media influences the way you eat which isn't good all the time but in that it was good for me 
I think you can kind of take it as you want it, but... Yeah, I think the biggest thing when you make decisions like that, it's always, like, as long as you get all the knowledge mm-hmm. and you try to put yourself exactly. and make sure you learn about it. Yeah. Because then it's not really problematic because yeah. yeah. you're getting all the views on everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't trust those mom blogs, but you also, like, <laughs> need to learn oh, about yeah. more about... Blah, blah. It's, like, a mix of both, really. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, when I went into it, I just didn't go into it like, oh, that looks cool, I'm going to do it. I actually researched, okay, how am I going to get enough protein and, like, all those misconceptions. Yeah, I made sure I was educated with it. I love that. Something, especially at such a young age, it's really mm-hmm. inspiring to think about because not everybody really is proud of when they go into a lot of research about something. They're just like, oh, what if somebody thinks of me as, like, a nerd about this? But it's more of a passion. So mm-hmm. when you actually start learning about it more and more, you feel proud of yourself. Definitely. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. You want to just give us a general misconception of food and like what's considered healthy, what's not. One of the things we thought about is like kind of bread you eat. Do you eat whole wheat bread or do you eat whole grain bread? Yeah. So even with the way you phrase the question, what's healthy and what's not, that's like a misconception as it is because you can't really deem foods as good or bad because Mm. no food is good or bad it's just how you integrate those foods together and getting a variety and not looking at getting a certain amount of calories or certain like looking at the numbers just making sure to be aware of the ingredients that are in the food and to not eat too much of this and to eat little of this but just don't get so focused on the numbers and don't oh you know, this cake is bad for me and these vegetables are good for me, so I'm not going to eat this cake. Well, there's no good or bad food. It's just the amount that you eat and just getting that variety. As far as the whole grain and whole wheat, they're essentially kind of like the same thing. So whole grain (laughs) bread basically means there's a lot of grains in it and whole wheat is kind of like a subcategory of the whole grain bread. Whole wheat basically means that like The wheat has three components. It's the endosperm, the germ, and the... Bran. Bran, thank you. (laughs) It was on my exam today. (laughs) Perfect. So like the whole grain or whole wheat has all of those components together. So you get the most amount of fiber, aids your digestion, get the most amount of nutrients. And then whole grain is kind of a huge spectrum of different types of bread. You can get breads that have various grains in it but they're like virtually the same. It is recommended to have most of your grains that you have whole wheat, like stick with whole wheat bread. But like I said, it's not bad if you have white bread. It just depends on how much you eat it and how frequently. Yeah, like another thing I hear a lot of my friends who don't do a lot of research about this, they talk about how there's like cholesterol, like when you hear about cholesterol, Mm -hmm. oh my God, that's bad. You don't want high cholesterol. Through the nutrition class, you kind of learn that no, there's two types. Yes, and also, exactly. It's problematic to say you don't want any because you still need it for mm-hmm. your body. Right. So could you like explain a little bit more about those misconceptions? And stuff? Yeah. So like you said, it depends on how much you have. Cholesterol, you have. I don't want to get too scientific, but like you have your HDL and your LDL, and LDL cholesterol isn't as isn't very good for you, and then HDL is. But it's also that balance between the two that's key. And so I think that approaching it as this isn't bad for you, it just depends on how much you have. Those misconceptions, like I said, just not looking at the numbers as much. I think if you're like diagnosed with something and you have to follow very like stringent guidelines, then I think looking at numbers is key. But if it's just someone who wants to eat healthier, if they're looking at those numbers, they might just kind of get intimidated, overwhelmed, and they might fall into that unhealthy Mm -hmm. eating behaviors. Yeah. yeah. And I guess another misconception is calories. Like, is there 
for different people, different sides have their certain mm-hmm. magic calorie number each day. Yeah, yeah. Is that a real thing or like, oh, in order to be skinnier or lose weight, I need to be calorie deficit mm-hmm. or if I want to gain weight, I need bulk. Yeah, there definitely is like a specific amount of calories that each person uh, should be having dependent on their like height and weight. And you can calculate those definitely, but you shouldn't focus on that number so much as long as you're just getting that range. Because if you're looking at the number a lot, you're going to be like, oh, I can't have this because it doesn't fall into this amount of calories and I can't go over. So I think I'm going to like starve myself or just like whatever. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just, it can get really unhealthy. Just knowing what your body needs and like paying attention to your hunger cues when you're full and when you're hungry. And then as far as like losing weight, I mean, it is scientifically proven that in order to lose weight, you do do go through a calorie deficit, but you need to be educated on what that deficit is because oftentimes people will just cut their calories in half and it's just like not healthy at all. (laughs) So just be educated and know that knowledge so it's like healthy. Would you say like moderation is key in all of people? Oh, for sure. Definitely. I completely agree. It's that total diet thing where like eating everything in moderation. Yeah, it kind of reminds you of Jack and stuff because when we go to lunch, he's always just like, you know what? I like soda, but I'm going to limit myself because mm-hmm. I want moderation. Mm-hmm. I still want to be a little bit more healthy. So he's, uh, he was doing every other day for a little bit and now he's like one in every three days. Mm-hmm. So he's like slowly working to kind of get it out of his system but still also enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I love that approach. I think that's like key, making sure not to be too hard on yourself. I'm going to cut this cold turkey and that's about it. Slowly like weaning your way off of it is nice yeah yeah so another question is what kind of supplements do people with plant-based diets might need to meet their nutrition requirements because sometimes i heard of the one vitamin b12 mm-hmm. that's really an animal product Definitely, kind of yeah. supplement mm-hmm. or vitamin yeah can you just talk a little bit more about that because sometimes people who aren't eating plant-based diets they kind of come with conceptions that oh you're missing this oh you're mm-hmm. missing that yeah. yeah i definitely agree i used to take or I still do take a vitamin B12 supplement because that is like one of the biggest vitamins that vegans technically usually have a deficiency in. You can also get B12 through like nutritional yeast, which most people like don't really know what that is, but it's like a cheesy alternative. And then fortified milks also sometimes have B12 or fortified like soy products. As far as like the other vitamin deficiencies like iron or calcium or even protein, you can definitely find that in plant foods. Like I said, it's important to be educated and to know where you can get those because you don't want to go into it not having these deficiencies. Um, Explain fortification because I know that before my class, I didn't know what fortification actually meant. Yeah. So it's basically when you're adding vitamins or minerals to a product that didn't originally have it during processing, such as non-dairy milk, sometimes they'll have added calcium or added vitamin B12. Mm-hmm. Um, so it increases that those that levels in the product. Yeah, so fortification actually isn't bad per se, right? Mm-mm, no, yeah. not at all. I did some weird chemical or anything. It's <laughs> a nutrient. And so often it is recommended to people with deficiencies that can't have a certain, so if like you're dairy-free or lactose intolerant, you'll be pointed to those fortified products because that is a way to get it without taking a supplement or something. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, just learning all, all of these like nuances. And I'm just curious, like, how would you, just like going back, even reconstruct, deconstruct like a definition of what a healthy diet is? Would you say it's like maybe 
relationships from person to person? Is it like broad thing that like anyone could like achieve or I guess a zone of yeah. dieting? Is it like how would you put into words? I think that there's three main key components of a healthy lifestyle. It's diet, physical activity, and then that behavioral aspect to it. Mm. Having a healthy behavior towards food, so not seeing it as good or bad, and being okay with having a more lower or more energy dense food like cake or dessert or something like that, being okay with it. And then diet, making sure you're just just getting a good amount of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, lowering the amount of added sugars that you're having in your diet as well as those like high saturated fat foods. And then just making sure that you're getting adequate amounts of physical activity and just staying active and moving your body. So. Yeah, I like what you said earlier, your Insta food page. You're like, these are recommendations. This is what you do. So it's very about mm-hmm. what yeah, you put exactly. in your style. So not everybody could adopt that because what mm-hmm. if they don't like this? Mm-hmm. What if they can't have that? Yeah. So it's very personal in that case. It, it definitely is. And I don't want anyone to look at my page and be like, oh, this is the way I have to eat. Because it definitely isn't. Even serving sizes. Don't look at my food and be like, this is what I eat or this is what you should eat because this is what I eat. And so giving them recommendations based on what they enjoy. Yeah, Maybe you're already answering this question, so sorry if it's a repeat. Yeah, what inspired you to start up your Insta page? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with just other bloggers and people I've looked to as inspiration as far as like the culinary aspects. So I get inspired by um, other Instagram pages. I get inspired by when I go to restaurants and I kind of see like the foods that they create I get inspired by that even professors like they strive they push me to kind of integrate more healthful approaches to the way that I promote healthy food on my page even like friends and families and oftentimes like I'll have friends or families that will say things to me that aren't like the healthiest behavior towards food and so I try to maybe go on my page and promote a way to like approach that so people don't feel the same way as that. Oh, I love that. Like you're kind of take away the negative talk about mm-hmm. food because it's in almost every conversation yeah. when you talk about food, which yeah. is kind of scary to think about how our generation grew up with these, like you shouldn't eat that, you shouldn't mm-hmm. th- eat this because we have so much technology and information is so accessible, even though it might not be correct information. Yeah, yeah. Like recently I just posted about cookies I'm like oh I'm gonna have these for breakfast it's not that big of a deal like obviously <laughs> I'm gonna have like a real breakfast but it's fine it doesn't matter what time of day you eat these things it's moderation you know yeah, yeah. and going on the subject of Instagram how did you manage to grow your page to 23,000 followers I think it was a lot to do with making like connections and relationships with other people Finding where I fit in the Instagram world, so, you know, making those connections, like making friendships, also doing sponsorships with brands, and then they promote my stuff on their page, Mm -hmm. Um, also using hashtags really, really helps, being really active, so like commenting on other people's posts or liking other people's posts. And just being really integrated into Instagram, Mm -hmm. which can take some time at first. But as you grow your name for yourself, it's not as much time, but I mean, it still takes yeah. a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, Jackie? That's how you're going to grow our, you know, sharpening page Yeah, because right we're about to start our own Instagram page for the this podcast. How should we even get started? 
maybe connect with other people who have podcasts, whether it's like at um, even like UW or like SPU, maybe doing like some kind of collaboration with them. Uh, so you can help each other out Mm -hmm. and then also like what you're doing is just like reaching out to people and asking do you want to be my podcast and all that stuff and then even asking like professors or whatever just making those connections i think is really important wow that's really good (laughs) i think switching back into some more plant-based diet questions what are for example like for me i don't know anything about plant-based good alternative to meat that's not tofu. Mm. For me, it's just like soy and tofu. I can't eat that every day, yeah, so I yeah. never switch. Yeah. So I think you can definitely get creative with the way that you use plant-based alternatives for protein. Lentils is great because not only can you like grate it in your spaghetti sauce, but you can make meatballs out of it or make a vegan burger out of lentils. Same with beans, you can get creative with that. You can mash chickpeas and make it kind of like a chickpea egg sandwich and put that in a sandwich. And there's just like a lot of different creative ways that you can use plant-based protein. So there's beans, there's lentils. Let's see. I think that's like it. I think those are the big ones yeah. I hear about. I personally, like my mom, she's Indian. Mm. So she has a lot of beans integrated just yeah. in our food and our culture. Mm-hmm. So I grew up eating a lot of beans and mm-hmm. I love them. Oh, like, they're so good. Yeah. And then there's a lot of my friends that are like, we don't really like beans. Yeah. And I'm, it's very different to think about mm-hmm. how culturally different norms with vegetarian yeah. food, like arise yeah. and stuff. And sometimes I like hear a lot of my friends who are on plant-based diet. Yeah, we look to other cultures to see how I can mm-hmm. keep my food fresh and like yummy. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I personally don't really like tofu because consistency bothers me. That's just the type of person I am. So you kind of look towards alternatives that also look appetizing towards yourself, mm-hmm. you know? I think like a smart way to look at it is that don't look at beans and lentils or like all these plant-based protein sources as just beans and lentils look at like be creative with it you can do more things to beans just having the beans you can like mash it up and put it in something or just get creative with it do some google searches and look for recipes okay that's really good the recent trend of just meatless patties Mm -hmm. what's your take on it is that a good way to like promote people to eat more plant-based or is it just this is alternative what do you how do you feel about this whole new trend i think it's great for people who are don't want to eat meat but still want to have like a good burger or you know some vegan chicken nuggets but i wouldn't look towards it as a way to just completely have that as your only way of having protein because a healthful diet is whole foods and those aren't whole foods they're processed foods so kind of just eating those moderation, not like having those completely substitute your protein sources because would you want to have chicken nuggets as your main protein source if you weren't vegan? Just kind of look at it like that. I think they're great alternatives and I love them. I think they're delicious, but just like moderation. Another question based off that, a lot of stuff about climate change is coming up because our generation is kind of realizing it's a really important thing to tackle on. Why is switching to a plant-based diet better for the environment? Yeah. I've heard that so many times, but I want to look into it more, but I can't find it. Yeah. Definitely the meat industry, the agriculture, there's so much land use for cattle, and there's a lot of greenhouse gas emissions, which, you know, contributes to pollution. Mm -hmm. But land use is definitely a big thing because it does take a lot of water for that to happen. 
Also, same with the dairy industry. I think that decreasing, I think a really big thing, if you don't want to completely switch to a plant-based diet, is just to decrease your meat consumption because that's just a really huge contributing factor to greenhouse gas emissions and water use. And yeah. I think for me who eats meat, I often hear pe- I overhear people saying, it's not gonna make a difference. You know, she can be vegan, this person can be plant-based. It's not gonna make any difference at all. Like, how would you argue against that point or just give them a new perspective? I think that's with anything that if you want to make, if you see there's change, there needs to be change in any aspect of society, even just you changing can just have a huge impact with anything. I think you can't look at it as a way like, oh, someone will, someone will else will do it for me, but then they're going to see it like that too. And then you'll just have a bunch of people not doing anything. And so also by you doing it, you'll inspire others to do it and you'll kind of create this like chain effect almost. Mm -hmm. Wow. I like that. Just like a fun question. Do you know any like good documentaries and stuff to learn about this? Mm Because I personally love watching them. I like remember I watched one in the dairy industry and couldn't really think about dairy for like a month after. Um, I don't usually like recommend people to watch like the super intense documentaries. It's really graphic. I don't like those at all. I can't even watch them. They just veer people away from the lifestyle. I really like What the Health because it has a lot to do. It's on Netflix and has a lot to do with the health aspects of a plant-based diet opposed to like the animals, agriculture stuff. They don't use as many terror tactics. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Like I don't even think about it, but like it was about milk and stuff and they were making you question what is in your milk? Like yeah, what yeah. is that dairy? And I just remember my brother's like, oh my God, I drink yeah. milk and stuff. And then he just began, he <laughs> yeah. became scared. I, I mean, fear is a great factor. It works to convince people to do something, but in the end, it's brought worse name for people who are on plant-based diets because they're yeah. like, oh, it's that, those vegans, they're like trying to plot against this. Yeah, and I definitely think that it's okay if you don't make someone completely go vegan or if you don't go completely vegan, as long as you're just like being mindful and reducing your meat consumption or reducing those animal products is fine. You don't have to completely cut it all out. As long as you're just being aware and being mindful and just, yeah. What are like some good meats that we actually should eat? Like I hear like lean meats are really good and you can keep those in your diet without feeling too bad. I definitely think lean meats are a better alternative. And then also fish is so good. You just have a lot of omega-3s and 6 and some really good fats in there as well. So I think going more towards those than red meats. Thank you. I feel like it kind of reaffirms a lot of things mm-hmm. you hear about, but then you never get to learn about, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Because yeah. I think a lot of people have these questions. I've brought these questions up with my friend groups often, but then we're like, we're not going to look it up because like, we don't know if it's like the right, <laughs> right? information, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To go off of that, I know that you work at Frankie's and Joe's. <laughs> Can you give us examples of restaurants or places to go for a way to kind of transitioning into the plant-based diet? Yeah. And for those people, like, you know, no one really looks up, you know, what's, like, your go-to, what's, like, (laughs) hole-in-the-wall type of... Okay, so this isn't really a hole-in-the-wall, well, maybe, and it's not, like, a completely vegan restaurant, but I love Thai food, and my favorite Thai restaurant is, um, Quan Jai Thai in Fremont. You don't, like, you can go to normal restaurants and find vegan stuff, and I always get, like, a green curry with tofu and brown rice, which is vegan, or there's spring rolls, which has tofu in it. So you can definitely go to regular restaurants and navigate your way around. Just look on the menu ahead of time, which I always do. Mm -hmm. As far as, like, primarily 
um, vegan restaurants. Uh, Plum Bistro is really good. It's on Capitol Hill. And then there's also one in Seattle Center. Mm-hmm. And then No Bones Beach Club is really good. It's like a vegan Hawaiian restaurant in mm-hmm. Ballard. Gracia is a Mexican restaurant in Ballard. And it's not vegan, but they have really good vegetarian, which are vegan tacos. And those are delicious. And their beans and rice are amazing. Pestle Rock's also really good. Thai restaurant in Ballard that has vegan options. Yeah, those are like my top. Yeah, I'm glad when you go out and eat and stuff, you always like are reminded how how much meat really is a part of our mm-hmm. lifestyle and stuff. Yeah. Like every time you go somewhere, you at least see one meat mm-hmm. option on that. Like it's really hard to think about. Oh, is there a vegetarian yeah. option mm-hmm. stuff like? I remember I was watching like a Try Guys video and they're, you know, if there's a vegetarian option at fast food, it's not that different from the meat option. Yeah. Like, what's stopping you there? Mm-hmm. Slowly integrating it even in fast food that you don't have to prepare mm-hmm. so you don't think it's mm-hmm. too hard to make. I feel like that's like a small step that you can start just integrating more plants into your diet. Oh, for sure. And we're really blessed living in the Seattle area because we have so much access to vegan food and like alternatives to meat and so there's just so many options honestly i think you could go to most restaurants here and you'll find something to eat speaking on top of that for example if you're hanging out with a group of people who eat meat and then take you to a restaurant and they primarily only serve meat what would you do in that situation mm-hmm. like, or some conversation you'll be having with your friends or oh, i don't really mind at all if like they go to a restaurant that has like mostly like non-vegan stuff I usually will look at the menu ahead of time and ask them where they're going and then I'll find an option Mm -hmm. Um, most of the times I never ever have a problem and if anything I'll resort to a salad or the side dishes okay but it's really rare that I do run into that problem so yeah it's really cool to know about yeah, I don't think a lot of I didn't really know that. Yeah, and like, oh, if I'm going here, I'm like, I always see the meat mm-hmm. first because yeah. that's always on the menu. That's yeah, what you yeah, see. Yeah. You, you never like get the chance to even look at the vegetarian yeah. option sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I like grew up in Hawaii, and it's almost encouraged to like consume more meat there, just because it's a strange situation where like the animal population is like kind of like an influx, <laughs> and they're trying to like conserve the local flora. Oh, okay, so like. Therefore, we're only serving, you know, play lunches with, you know, your chicken, your rice, yeah. your mac salad. Loco, loco. Well, that, but that's not every restaurant, obviously. Like, you, <laughs> of course you have your salad options, but I'm just like, just to reiterate, it's kind of a blessing just to be here because yeah. it's, you, ha- you have more, like, options. You can, like, see what, you know, a vegan burger would, like, look like, yeah. what it would taste like, even yeah. different options. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, it starts, it starts, you know, in your local, like, sphere of influence, mm-hmm. like, in Seattle, I, you might have an easier time like convincing like friends to you know try a vegetarian or vegan like diet versus like back home. I know I would have like so much backlash if I like, tried that out. I agree. I'm originally from Pennsylvania. It's like a small little town. Mostly you see meat restaurants and stuff. And my mom's vegetarian, mm-hmm. so I mean she still has a little more options because there's some things that. But it was very interesting to see her like not even want to go out at times because there really wasn't a lot of representation for the mm. diet that she enjoyed. And then moving mm. to Seattle, she's yeah. getting so many more opportunities, and it's just amazing to see like my mom actually enjoys going out yeah. more. Like mm-hmm. she's like, oh yeah, I don't have to make my own food yeah. all the time. Like I get to give myself a break. So <laughs> yeah, I I really do love that about yeah. Seattle. Yeah, and then also what I was saying before, like. You have to have these cultural influences Mm -hmm. that might not allow you to go completely vegan, but just even just reducing your intake of things is just great stuff. 
Well, yeah. Before we end this, do you have any questions for us? We yeah. just ask our guests. We, yeah, we've questions. been asking you like so many questions, so yeah. it's your chance. Um, based on like what you've learned today, what's one step or change that you want to make? If any, you don't have to. Okay. I think I want to try and integrate more plant-based foods into my diet. And I feel like, not that Gwen's the best and stuff, but they actually do have a mm-hmm. good spread. Like my our friend Sarah, mm-hmm. she's vegetarian. She loves Gwen's food. She thinks it's awesome. Sarah? Uh, Amano. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a first year. It's an RA. Yeah. <laughs> no, first year. She loves Gwen. She raves about it and stuff. And sometimes like me and my friends are frustrated. We're like, we don't like Gwen. Like, yeah. we didn't get a good meat option today. So... I'm going to take it up on her and be like, you know what, let me try it. What if it actually is good? Right? What if I start liking you don't it? Ever know. Yeah, exactly. And don't look at, it, look at it as a vegan dish. Look at it as just an, any other dish that does not have meat. Wait, oh yeah. Okay, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> so no pressure on making changes. No, I'm not so like to. on the question. For me, like the best way to start is like just look different, like maybe, yeah, protein, like plant-based, yeah, protein mm-hmm. alternatives. Go with them first, you know, it's better to do that, like see what I like versus just like cutting off like meat completely and it's like, oh, what do I do? Do I just eat like beans now or like yeah. what else? You want to find like something too that you like and like start yeah. from there. And you don't have to cut it off completely. Just do what feels best for you. and like, yeah. Be like Jack, slowly, slowly, slowly wean yourself mm-hmm. off. <laughs> and this one's really interesting. Um, I tried going vegetarian for a week last year, mm-hmm. seven days. It was probably like the most gruesome time of my life. <laughs> I had four meals a day, and it was one of those things I was like, oh, I, s- I promise I'll never go back to like, not eating meat. But now that I'm more informed, I feel like try another week mm. of it. And in my culture, we literally eat anything that crawls. So um, <laughs> I'll try to go to lean meat more, even though they're like more bland. So now I'm trying to figure out in my head, like, what is the way for me to make it tastier? Mm. So like the lean meat could taste yeah. as good as the dark yeah. meat that I usually eat. I think for our listeners, I challenge you to actually go vegetarian for a week. And if you eat a lot of meat, I think something will help is make sure you eat as much as you can because it's really hard to adjust to the fully vegetarian from my experience. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just start with one dish. Yeah. See if you like it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit intense like, here. No meat Mondays. Just start with just, that. Yeah. And then eventually no meat Wednesdays. And just slowly just, adding it. Even like something like that kind of shows that you have a control in your diet. Exactly. You, you want are, to feel like you're in control because you are in control. Yeah. In the end, yeah. you think, oh, I'm going to go in. Like, I have to eat what they have. No. Mm, yeah. You could think about what do you actually think is appetizing out of all the spreads. Mm-hmm. Or worse comes worse, you can go somewhere else right. and make your own like dish. Like, we have a Subway on campus. Exactly. Like, go make your own sandwich. Oh, I love Not that. with wind. Yeah, right? <laughs> I completely agree. That's pretty good. I think on the record... Are you still interested in joining Sharpen next quarter? I will look at my schedule. I'm not okay. completely sure because my schedule is kind of changing right now, but okay. I think it's a great, great program, though. You heard it. All right. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Thank you, Tavi. Yeah. You're welcome. For Thank coming so and joining us and just answering a lot of our burning questions. Mm-hmm. No, this was a great conversation. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I'm glad. Thank you for these wonderful questions. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Marina and Jackie in the office chilling. Spoonami. So that was awesome. Thank you again, Tavi, for coming out to our podcast. We just want to give a shout out to you guys for listening and supporting us in any ways. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at sharpen.spu. Again, S H A R 
P-E-N, period, S-P-U. And go check out Sharpen on Tuesdays. Starts at 12, free lunch. Everybody loves free food, come on. Shout out to Jack for his volleyball team because they won last week. And you know what happens when you win? You go to McDonald's. Mickey D's. Shout out to Mickey D's. Except not a shout out because uh, Jackie didn't get his McRib and he was very sad. Oh, rip. <laughs> McRib. No puns, McRib. no puns. <laughs> oh, anyways, thank you for listening to this long podcast. We hope you're educated about this new subject of plant-based. We'll see you soon.